Okay, welcome there, um, boys and girls, the young and the old, the young and the restless, perhaps, um, to the 39th episode of the Pushing Rubber podcast. <coughs> Your host, Adam Piggott. Today is March the 8th that I'm recording this in, uh, in Melbourne, and it's International Women's Day. Wow. It just, it rolls around so quickly every year. International Women's Day, just when you think you've you've done enough International Women's Day, International Women's Day is back to raise its beautiful head uh, covered in the new craze of freckle tattoos uh, with blue hair, um, pierced eyebrows. What, what are the, what's the most unattractive facial piercing like if you had to choose, let's say you're forced by, let's say we go to a future where uh, the government um, um, selects your your wife for you, um, or the government selects women's husbands for them. It's even more terrifying when you think about it. Um, and don't forget, that's, that's what happened in Mao's China, by the way. That's what... Uh, that was um, in the 60s. That's what happens when you completely break down uh, individual freedoms. You're not even, you can't even choose the person that uh, you have to marry and have children with. Uh, which is what the left is all about, taking away people's freedoms, taking away people's choice. Uh, let's say that government, you're forced to choose, and you're forced to have a woman with a piercing, facial piercing of some sort. So ear, ears don't count, unfortunately, not head piercing, facial piercing. What would be the least unattractive option? Let me see. So we've got nose piercings that's in the side of the nose, and then you've got the nose piercing that's kind of like the African Oonga Boonga woman in the center of the nose there. Eyebrow piercings, um, I find those particularly distasteful. Uh, then there's the lip piercings. Um, I suppose it's the stud in the side of the nose. I suppose actually thinking about it, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Um, the nose stud is the least subjective. Oh, there's the tongue piercing. I suppose that's a facial one. We can all go on about the, uh, the sexual exploits of that, I suppose, but I won't because I'm not going to go on about that. Um, anyway, International Women's Day... Um, and March the 8th, for those of you overseas who are wondering in Australia, uh, what does that mean? Because I was reading over at Tim um, Newman's blog this morning, and if you don't know Tim, Tim Newman, uh, you sh- he's on my blog roll under T. You should, you should read him because he's um, smart and he's funny uh, and he's a, he's a fan of me, so that, that's really, really good. Anyway, uh, he was talking this morning on, he's got an excellent post called The Future for Men as regards to women and that sort of thing. And he was talking about what International Women's Day, uh, how it's celebrated in uh, Russia. Because he he lived in Russia for a while as an engineer, I think, or a project manager. Um, Reading from his blog... Uh, tomorrow is International Women's Day 
and no doubt the Western media will be filled with puff pieces on women in politics, business and education, unlike in Russia, where the girls turn up in short skirts and knee boots, get given flowers, and then go out at lunchtime to get smashed on cheap champagne. That sounds like a, a women's day to me. Uh, and so I did a bit of research on the, the Russian women's day. It dates back to 1910, so, you know, before the Tsar was overthrown in 1917. Um, and I did a search on... International Women's Day, Russia, and it was an image search, obviously, because I was looking for hot chicks. Um, I didn't get too many. Um, it was kind of the, the Google search engine was still heavily weighted to... They've got a special thing on the bar today. They've got, like, even on the on the main page, not even the, the, the image section, it's got, like, this bar of photos at the top of supposedly women who are... This is Australian Google, by the way, but supposedly women who on this particular day are all worthy of our attention. The first one's clad in a burqa, or not a burqa, the, the burqa's the thing that I suppose it covers the whole face, whatever the head covering is, the Muslim head covering, so that sums it up for you where we're going. Um, but the, the, the few pics I managed to get of <coughs> Russian Women's Day celebrations... Um, well, I'm looking for tickets to Russia as we speak, put it that way. Um, of course, the, the problem with Russian women is they're raving beauties at 16 and raving hags at 25. So, you know, there's that there's that that switcheroony phase where they, they go from... I mean, you look at you know, Russia and you can go and walk around and look at all these gorgeous young women. But then again, walking next to them are all these old crones and you think are like 90 years old and they're like, they're like 51. So... It's going to be a good time, but it ain't going to be a long time, boys, if you're going for the Russian brides, let me tell you that right now. Uh, also, Russian women are crazy, so that's always that's always a problem. But today is uh, International Women's Day in Australia. Um, interestingly enough, uh, the, the International Women's Day, well, we've got, basically, it's men's day off. Um, so that's the other thing in Russia. So I did a search on this as well. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, we did this. I got my act together today. Uh, Women's Day in Russia. March 8 is dedicated to all women. It's an official holiday where when women receive gifts from men. This is in Russia. Okay. There's a photo of a lovely young lass there with high art with very, very good cheekbones. When women receive gifts from men and boys and are relieved from work. Men are supposed to do all the housework. There are prepared presents for women or delivered concerts everywhere. Uh, and Women's Day was established after the Second International Conference of Socialist Women in Copenhagen in 1910. So women are relieved from work. Oh, that's interesting. How does it work in uh, the glorious uh, uh, Republic of Australia? Um... Well, tomorrow the ABC, which is the Australian Broadcasting Commission, is just as an example. We'll just use this as an example. So, for those of you overseas, the ABC is a is a government monolith that attracts over one billion dollars annually of taxpayer funding to present media programs that would are far better served by private enterprise. There's there's no reason to have a a government broadcaster. I mean, this, this is literally that leftover from the days when, from the 1930s, uh, just 
boggles my mind that we still have public broadcasters. It boggles my mind that we're spending $1 billion annually. Um, anyway, the ABC has decided today that women only will work. Uh, and has asked that men neither watch nor listen to any ABC channel. I'm reading off Cadillacy Files. Many employers are following suit, although apparently a male-only team in Melbourne is installing female walk lights. Um, so basically, um, only women presenters on ABC today. The men have been told that it's a women-only day. It's, just as if, it's as if, I suppose, they're saying that... Uh, I don't know what they're saying. Are they saying that, that they don't have enough women on there, but they'll give them one day a year? That doesn't sound very fair to women. Or are they saying that uh, on International Women's Day, men get the day off? It's rather, it's rather strange, isn't it? Um, but there you go. Um, today's International Women's Day. Now, for those men out there who are silently fuming at the fact that we we don't have a International Men's Day, be at peace, my brothers. Be at peace, oh good men folk everywhere. Um, because every day is Men's Day. We're men. I mean, seriously, would you want to be a woman? I mean, it's like a curse. It's like a curse. Uh, um, let's say if reincarnation was true, okay, then the whole of reincarnation, you, you're supposed to reach a point uh, on our earthly earthly plane where, you know, you, maybe you start off as an insect and you go to a cockroach or something, blah, 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 and eventually you work your, your way up until you, you, you achieve illumination, illumination, and from there you're... You're relieved of the burden of reincarnation, of the great curse of reincarnation, and your entity is free with a cosmos. And you can only do that when you've learnt the lessons of life. You're here to learn lessons of life. Well, I'd say that your, your final step on that one is being a bloke. It wouldn't be being a chick. If you looked at how fucked up women are in their head, I'd say you're a woman first... And then you get reincarnated as a man. And you'll do that a few times until eventually you receive the illumination. So any woman that you know who you could classify as an honorary boy um, because she's rational and logical and doesn't lose her shit um, over you know any slight imagined or otherwise... Um, if you believe in reincarnation, you can let her know that she's now in the wonderful situation of her next life coming back um, as a man, not as a woman. So she'll have made that step. Okay, so it's like a it's like a pathway, and then your your last step, of course, is illumination. Um, be someone like me, obviously. Um, I mean, as your first one as a man, and probably you'll be born as some, you know, leprosy-infected slum dweller in the boondocks of Calcutta or something like that. But you work your way up from lifetime to lifetime. Um, Of course, um, being a progressive is like... That'd be... You make the, the switch from women to men in your rebirth you'll have to probably start over as progressive again as a man so if you're a female conservative and you've got your head screwed on right and the only women worth shacking up with are are conservatives you want to stay far 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 away from any progressive 
liberal women, feminist women, anything like that. You know, far, far away. So the women have their own, their own. So literally, any any woman that you meet who's a raving feminist, her previous lifetime she was like a, a squid or something like that. She's only just made the transition into reincarnation into the human and final stage, but she's got a long way to go, okay? So um, I, saw a, I saw a thing on Ace of Spades blog about this uh, screaming woman at a Trump protest, and literally, I mean, these, these, these people actually literally are insane. I mean, they should be institutionalised, they really, for their own protection and for our own, you know, our own enjoyment of life. For our enjoyment of life, they need to be locked up and put away. But anyway, um, these sorts of women—they've they've, just—they've just—they've just got to the reincarnation into a human being. So they're they're way down the track. And then you go to the best women, of course, you know, logical. I think saying, I mean, someone like you know, um, who's a woman? I mean, Anne Coulter, I suppose, is your is your your famous female conservative and logical blah 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 so her next her next life she'll come back as a man but she'll be a, probably you know a progressive or homosexual or something way down the line there so she'll have to work her way back up to the glories of uh, where i sit so I, i'm just actually as a as a as a conservative heterosexual male um who's able to think for himself um, I'm, I'm just basically on the evolutionary reincarnation scale. You've, you, basically, basically, you know, this is this is as good as it gets. So that's the way I like to look at this. So boys, every day is Men's Day because you're not a chick. Yeah, we don't need our own day. Anyone who needs an international day. And heaven help you if you need it to feel good about yourself. Is a loser. That's it. If there's any women out there celebrating this day as if as if they need this day as, as confirmation of their own abilities, well, they're just they're just insecure losers through and through. Okay. Um, so every day is International Men's Day, and women get their one day. And here in Australia, when women get their one day, we give men the day off. So. I think that's um, I think that's actually really really quite ironic, especially because the ABC meant that as a whole power play, you know. And this is maybe the whole thing about trying to masculinise women, because I think that's what feminism feminism tries to lift up women by putting down men. We all know that. Uh, and uh, Tim Newman's post was actually quite interesting on that, and. Actually, I'll do a little segue here. Well, it's not a segue. We're talking about the same thing. So, he's Tim. Tim started off his post um, about another um, article he saw about the grim future facing young boys, and I'm reading at the moment in a world seemingly hell bent on promoting women simply for being women. And so the blog that he's quoting starts off, I'll just read you the start of it, it says, I must say that when I read of Hillary Clinton's recent video proclamation of the future is female, my mind immediately raced to my four grandsons, ages 3, 7, 10 and 11. What would the two older ones think if and when they heard or read of this statement, which emanated from someone, blah, 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 who came from very close? And how does it affect, what is the comparison, to, what, what does this effect on boys and young men? Well, look, what are you going to tell your grandsons? You can just say, boys... 
women need this constant appraisal and told that they're really good because they're insecure that they don't measure up to the natural gifts you have as boys look we'll just pat the girls on the head and let them have their little fun and blah 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 but know deep within your boys that you have to treat women like you know like little puppies and you have to be kind to them because they don't understand they don't understand actually how the world world works and they're very very insecure about all of the natural advantages that you have as boys so what they do is they give them artificial uh, advantages in society to try and try and leapfrog you or even just make it a bit but unfortunately even that doesn't work and a great example of that that tim went on to give he talked about education systems and how uh, we got uh, female staff like 80 over 80 percent of teaching staff sometimes 90 percent of teaching staff are female um and detrimental effect that it has on boys blah 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 but then tim starts talking about major corporations and this is where i found it quite fascinating because he's he's writing about things here that i've said for thought about for a long time basically and i wrote a comment on this piece and i and I, this is what i've thought i've thought that that any major corporations and we're seeing the four big banks in australia do this a lot in the last couple of years that announces social justice equality policies publicly like they're going to uh you know more women for this and more women for that and blah 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 what they're doing is they're is they're promote promoting uh a quality of outcome over a quality of opportunity which means as a business as a competitive business they're handicapping themselves uh in like in against their competitors who aren't making the same awful mistake now the, the big the big if you're ever the stock market of course now is heavily uh infected with government interference but if you're going to look at the stock market and invest the the key question you're always looking for if you're going to invest in a company or not is you're investing in the field fine but you're also what you're really investing then in is in the management of the company is the management of the company good or are they poor well now with all of these social justice announcements from companies like we have westpac bank in australia whose ceo is female and and all female leaders apart from aberrations like maggie thatcher and marine le pen all female leaders are terrible females aren't good at being leaders they don't want to be leaders because females work in groups it's like universities started well they've tried to feminize teaching so you'll have a lot of group assignments the reason there are group assignments in schools and universities now overwhelmingly in comparison to 20 or 30 years ago is because women work better in groups they're advantaged when it's a group um, assignment as regards to men who just work much better at doing it on their own okay so this is this is just an example of why women aren't one aren't effective as leaders one of the many i could go on maybe i'll do a blog post a podcast episode in the future on the reasons why women are terrible leaders or maybe a blog post that might go viral um get me a lot of hate um i got a bit of hate after my podcast interview with the dingoes this week that was quite funny anyway so westpac female ceo all of these social justice um they go on about another classic one a classic classic line if a company 
puts out the line that they believe in sustainability. Sustainability. I don't know what it's like for you guys overseas, but in Australia, sustainability. I mean, there are even... The government has, Victorian government has sustainability awards. They give awards for companies for sustainability. What is sustainability? But this is the biggest load of wank. I mean, whenever, whenever now, whenever I hear a company mention sustainability, as a consumer, I find a competitor to either purchase the goods or services from. I find a competitor. It's just, it's a complete turnoff for me. So any of these buzzwords and social justice equality programs that you're getting that companies are announcing these are just a rock solid indicator that we have poor management in place poor management and so it's you know if you have westpac stock sell it sell sell how on earth are they going to continue to go well in the future in this situation sell sell it's all over so anyway tim newman goes on to talk about major corporations uh, and he talks about as far as women being unrepresented in business. Of course, if anyone's been in a HR department they'll know, or a marketing department, uh, they'll know that that's not true because those, those departments are all social departments. They're all about talking, okay? Public relations, all that sort of stuff, all right? Uh, it's all about talking, talking. They'll be, they'll be, they'll be overwhelmed with women. What, what, what's the percentage? How many men do you see in a HR department? It's just, it just doesn't happen. There's no equality there. But what you don't find women is, as Tim says, on the technical and production side of the business. Uh, in other words, the part of the business that actually makes money. So, as Tim says, and reading here, women prevail in the support services and men tend to dominate the departments which create the product that brings in the revenue. And this is what modern campaigns are trying to change. The problem, and I'm still reading, the problem facing modern corporations isn't that there are not enough women employed, but that they are not employed in the right areas, i.e. those which require technical skills, and i.e. those which then pay well. So this is the whole pay gap. Oh, gender pay gap. Women don't work. Well, what jobs are you doing, women? How hard are you working? You're, you're the HR dits? We've got the, the IT expert here who's making all the company. Of course they're not getting paid the same amount of money. Well, go study a STEM field. Go to that hard job where you have to, you know, the first four years of your career, you've got to be sitting in uh, Upper Rugarugistan or something. Women just aren't prepared to do that shit. Um, so Tim goes on to say that uh, rather than accept the rather obvious truth that women are underrepresented in these areas because they didn't do the STEM subject, Corporations have decided to aim for equality of outcome rather than equality of opportunity. In practice, this means promoting women ahead of men in order that the gender statistics balance to a degree satisfactory to the diversity department. Now, as Tim goes on to say, this is fine. Companies can do whatever they want. But if you're a young man and a smart young man entering the workforce, you've gone and got your STEM degree, do you want to go and work for a, a large... I mean, everyone assumed that large, assumes that large corporations are the future, but as the internet has broken down the media, for example, just one area that's been broken down by the internet, I mean, communications and that sort of thing, are the future of the world large corporations? I mean, it sounds like large corporations are actually very, 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 very susceptible um, 
to this to this weakness of being infected by lesser rate employees. If you were a very smart young man, if I was very if I was a young guy just out with a STEM degree, I wouldn't be going to work for any applying to work for any company that had a uh, a um, blatantly outright um, practice of discriminating against me based on my sex, because that's what this is. You don't. There's all this thing about oh, discrimination, discrimination. We need to solve discrimination. Well, as I've a, as I'm fond of saying, discrimination just equates to choice. But B, if the bias is in favour of was in favour of men, which is not, by the way, but if the bias is in favour of men, you don't you don't solve a bias by creating an opposite bias. You just perpetuate a bias, but you just take it in a different area. That's all you do. And look look at the percentage of women graduating with degrees now. It's, it's look percentage of women on college campuses. Is it sixty percent women now? Forty percent men. They created a bias, so look what happened. So what do you do? Create another bias and back we go. It's just, it doesn't work. So if you're a smart young man with a STEM degree and you're coming out and there's a major corporate, why on earth earth do you want to go and work for them? Why on earth would you want to demean yourself, let alone handicap your own career? Forget you've only got about 30 years and 30 years goes quick, boys and girls, 30 years goes quick. To really establish yourself. Why are you going to waste it with uh, for a large corporation busting your head and watching all your 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 ditzy female colleagues who don't know anything? And of course, and of course, what will happen is the ditzy female colleagues. This is what will happen in STEM once they start getting women in STEM in numbers. The women who are there, who 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 in STEM, who will get promoted, are the ones who will manipulate the poor nerdy boys in STEM with offers of sex to do their work for them so that the women themselves then get promoted. That's all that's going to happen. That's all that's going to happen. And you get the smart, the smart guys who are just watching this and, 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 and you'll have your quizzling beta male compatriots who are doing everything they can to help the women because there's that elusive little dangling of sex at the end for them to hold out with. That's what they're going to be hoping for. That's what's going to happen. So, smart young men... Graduating with STEM degrees, you're not going to go to these corporations. So what are you going to do? Well, that's Tim. Well, here's what Tim came up with. So here's what he says. So for a while, I believe, and I'm reading again. For a while, for a while, I believe the future of employment lay with giant corporations wedded to government-imposed regulations that kill off smaller competition and create insurmountable barriers to entry. But now I'm not so sure. Whereas I always thought industries were destined to consolidate, now it looks as though they may well do the opposite. Look at my own industry. The super majors are struggling to come to terms with an era of lower oil prices and have adopted strategies of effectively waiting for it to go back up again. Meanwhile, light, nimble, shale operators, so he... Tim works in oil and gas, you've never heard of in the United States, have popped out of nowhere and are back producing again. The growth areas of employment in France are not giant lumbering industrial champions, but much smaller IT service companies. And he says that not many people know the fact that actually France, French are really good at IT, particularly stuff like point of sale tech. Also, logistics is a big area that he talks about. So, whereas years ago, manufacturing was done in giant factories, now... 
A combination of the internet and CNC machines means small-scale fabrication can be done anywhere. At the moment, it's still being done in China, but there's every chance that as 3D printing develops further, we could see the benefits of tiny one- or two-man cottage industries in every town making things on demand with a delivery time measured in hours, beating the current model of making everything in China and shipping it over. Now, he is speculating, as he goes on to say, but this sounds like a much better opportunity for economic growth than and and much much better fit for smart young hungry guys out there with a stem degree or well, you don't even have to have a stem degree boys i mean aaron clary who sponsors my podcast over at captain capitalism says it over and over and over and over again if you can be an entrepreneur if you can get out and work for yourself um, and create your own your own niche that's your true freedom I mean, as regards to sprawling bureaucracies in large corporate monoliths, um, that's where women tend to go, as Tim Newman says. Men tend to go, the smart ones tend to go the pointier end of the business. So you're a bright young guy. You don't be working for these corporate idiots, particularly one that's actively seeking to handicap you as regards to the female sex. You want to be getting out and setting up your own little nimble businesses that are going to compete. I mean, what greater revenge than refusing the corporate ticket? You get the corporate job straight out of university, whatever it is, and they're saying, yeah, we'll give you 80 grand a year to start up with, blah, 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 blah. It's short-term game long-term pain all right i can take that money now and you know i'm going to increase blah 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 but in 20 years i'm just going to be some middle management wage slave who's been ignored and hasn't been promoted because all the women have been promoted over me and and then um who's going to be on the first round of uh, involuntary redundancies um when i hit um, 48 and won't be employable again in any other field uh that that's a likely future if you take that that great salary but instead you can basically say well i can set up my own business and i'm basically going to work the first three four five years for free um i'll have to be sharing in a student flat and eating uh you know packet noodles and stuff like that while my uh college mates are driving around in their expensive cars that they bought with bank loans on the 80 grand salary that they've got um but you know, if it takes off, I'll be able to leapfrog them, big time. As Tim finishes with, in short, those taking advantage of corporate policies designed to give better opportunities and outcomes to women may find themselves enjoying a glittering career in an organisation that is being bypassed by small companies of men who collectively wield far more clout. It's all very well being fast-tracked up the corporate ladder to the rousing applause of your fellow female colleagues, but it won't mean much if they're working for the equivalent of blockbuster video and Netflix has just launched. Very, very, very true. The great thing also is, young guys, is if you're, if you're pissed as fuck about all of this gender bias in favour of women, will you set your own company up? Keep it small, you only hire men. 
Yeah, any higher men? Just have the one hot secretary, but everyone has to take turns fucking her. No one's allowed to, you know, monopolise it. See if you can get that to work for you without a uh, sexual harassment lawsuit. Of course, in, in America, though, if you, I've heard in America, Obama introduced a policy that, uh, or some sort of law that, uh, diversity policy, that if, you, if your company gets over a, a certain number of employees, I don't know how many it is, is it 50 or 15? I'm not sure, maybe one of my listeners, listeners can let me know, um, that you have to start employing a certain percentage of women, blah, 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 blah your diversity hires. So if that's the case as well, then move countries. Go somewhere else. Set your thing up. And then, you know, once Trump turns it round, uh, and, you know, you can go up to government and say, well, what's it worth for me to bring my, in 10 years' time, what's it worth to bring this company to the United States? What are you going to offer me? I can, if I can bring it in, we're going to bring in two or 300 jobs. Or you might decide that you like living in, in some other foreign climate. The point is you'll have options. The point is you'll have choices. That's what freedom is about, young men out there. That's what freedom is about. Freedom of choice. Freedom of opportunity. Whether you have the courage to take that opportunity. That was one of the arguments I got in on the Dingo podcast when we were talking about housing prices in Melbourne and Sydney. And the the guys in the Dingo podcast were getting upset with me because I said, look, you just move. If it's if it's too, ex- I live in in a city, Melbourne. I'm, I'm not going to purchase the house I'm renting at the moment. It's just it's it's a lovely house. It's in a great location. It's it's, it's hideous. I think it's worth two million dollars. Two million dollars. It's incredibly overpriced. Now, the landlord must be getting zero point zero three percent return on this place. The amount of rent I pay. I mean, it's just it's just a terribly overpriced market. Um, and they're all complaining. Oh, complaining. Well, you don't you don't complain. You don't complain. I'm not complaining about the baby boomers. You don't complain about about the circumstances. You go forth, young man. Go west, young man. Where's your sense of adventure? Where's your sense of gumption? Where's your sense of get up and go? And I kept saying to them, I said to them, look at my circumstance. I, I moved from Perth to Sydney, and then I moved to Sydney to Cairns. And they went, oh, yeah, well, you had advantages. Well, I didn't have any fucking advantages. As I said, I rocked up to Cairns with 100 bucks in my pocket. I was, I was cleaning food court tables until 10.30 at night. <laughs> to pay the rent, I was sharing a house with seven lunatic greenies. That's not. That's not. That's not advantages or privileges. That's just like okay. Well, it's not working for me here, and I'm going to go and make it work somewhere else. That's what freedom's about. You can have as many as many options as you want. You can have as many freedoms if, as you want. But you're not free if you don't take any of the opportunities if you just bind yourself up in a prison of your own making oh i can't afford a house in sydney and melbourne oh i can't afford it. oh it's bad it's bad, 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 bad. move oh well you know not everyone can do that who cares about not everyone who get what sort of cop out is not everyone what are we what, what who's what are we trying to do for everyone what is this not everyone's shit this is what all the sheep do the sheep blame the other sheep that they're still still a sheep. Oh, I just hit my bloody... Sorry, would have got a bang in the microphone then. The sheep blame the other sheep for being, being a sheep. That's what sheep do. Oh, yeah, but, you know, what about everyone? Oh, it's, like, it's like the crabs in a bucket. Okay, here's the way out of the bucket. Oh, well, I, oh what if I, if I 
get out of the bucket. The other crabs won't get out of the bucket. The other crabs don't even let you get out of the bucket. Who cares about the other crabs? Who gives a fuck about the other sheep? If you're in a situation that's not working out for you, because in this instance I'm talking about now, house prices are too high and you want to purchase a house, move. Move. Particularly with the internet these days. I mean, really. If you want to set something up, as Tim Newman was talking about there, why haven't you lived in Sydney and Melbourne? Yeah. Why are you having to live in New York or, I don't know, Los Angeles or wherever in the States? Why can't you go move somewhere? Where would I live if I was in the States? Well, I love mountains. I love them. I've never been to the US, by the way. Um, I've been to Canada, but I haven't been to the US. I love mountains. I'm not a big fan of getting my face eaten off by a bear. Um, I kind of like the idea. Uh, it's got to be a state too where, you know, it's got to be a red state. It can't be a blue state. So they don't have to be snow-capped mountains. I mean, they could be on the east coast or the west coast because there's mountains on both coasts. So maybe, you know, like, is there, like, mountains in... What is that, the Appalachians that's over there? They could be groovy. It's got to be a red state. It's got to be a mountain state. Uh, Utah. There we go. Utah sounds like the spot. Mormon chicks. Go to live in Utah. Get yourself a gun. Get yourself a pickup truck. Get yourself a nice spread of land up in the mountains somewhere. Get your little business up and going. Based on the internet. Start up. Move, young man. Move. Go to a place that's cheap. I mean, everyone Everyone complains about the, the, the prices of... Uh, of how this is the ironic thing because the the, the boys and the thing and don't get me wrong, lovely guys. I'm not attacking them personally. I'm attacking the argument. Everyone's complaining about the prices of inner city housing in the capital cities in Australia, particularly places like Sydney and Melbourne. Thirty years ago, nobody wanted these houses. Fitzroy in Melbourne was a slum. It was as downtrodden as you can get. Collingwood? Are you shitting me? Abbotsford? These places are just write-offs the people who actually wanted it who moved in and bought the places cheaply that no one else wanted did them up gentrified the area and made it into how much they're worth today are like it or not or were the baby boomers they saw the opportunity so where are the opportunities now no one wanted to live in any inner city Everyone wanted to live out in the suburbs. And they said, well, we can't afford these suburbs 30 years ago, 40 years ago. We can't afford these. These It's a bit rich. Well, there's all these cheap places in the rundown area and the crime's higher and stuff in the inner city. But, hey, you know, we won't have the commute. So let's go in there. Now, of course, they've brought in so many people with immigration that, I mean, driving around in Melbourne is a complete, complete nightmare. An absolutely complete nightmare. The last thing you want to do is have to live out in the suburbs. So what are you going to do? Move some another city. Move somewhere else. Set up your own set up your own business. It's not dependent on location. You're a smart young guy, that's what you do. What you don't do is complain, oh well, you know, but it's not fair. What you don't do is say, well, what about it? Not everyone can do that. 
Who gives a fuck about everyone? If you're saying not everyone can do that, then you're using that as a cop-out. You're blaming the sheep for being a sheep. You don't want to do that because that's loserville. Remember, we're not losers because we don't have our international day. As soon as they have an international men's day, that's when I'll get worried. That's, boys and girls, is when you get worried, is when we have our own day, even the proposal of our own day. If we ever get a proposal for International Men's Day, fight that with every ounce of your being. Stick your Men's Day up your ass, okay? Because an International Day is for losers. Let's do a search here. Let's do a search on Google and have a look at list of all the international days. Here we go. International days, United Nations. Oh, that's not that many on it. Well, let's read them. Welcome to the United Nations. Here are all international days. 27th of January, International Day of Commemoration in Memory of the Victims of the Holocaust. No one cares anymore. Sorry, Jews, but uh, your goodwill's all gone from that one. 4th of February, World Cancer Day. Why do you need a day? 6th of February, International Day of Zero Tolerance to Female Genital Mutilation. That one slipped by us. 11th February, International Day of Women and Girls in Science. God, you see a pattern here. 13th of February, World Radio Day. What the fuck is that? 20th February, World Day of Social Justice. Mm -hmm. 21st of February, International Mother Language Day. Hey, you know how they always... There was this list that came out recently of an English university, the words you can't say. You can't can't say a fireman. It's got to be a fire person. You can't say workman-like. It's got to be well-made and something like that. But we're happy with mother language day. We're happy with mother tongue. Are you going to get rid of that one? Yeah, you fucking morons. 1st of March, zero discrimination day. 3rd of March, World Wildlife Day. Oh, I bet the zebras were happy about that one. Today, of course, International Women's Day. 20th of March, International Day of Happiness. Now remember, guys, happiness is a disease. It's very overrated. Uh, 21st of March, International Day for Elimination of Racial Discrimination. Remember, kids, whites can't be victims of racism. 21st of March, World Poetry Day. Uh, 21st of March is also International Day of Nauru's. I've got to click on that. What the hell is Nauru's? I, I, I don't even understand what it is. It's some Afghanistan abomination. We've got World Syndrome, World Down Syndrome Day. Is that where you celebrate being retarded? Uh, Forest Day, Water Day, Meteorological Day, I bet you do. Tuberculosis Day, well, get all the fucking illegal refugee, illegal immigrants out of uh, Europe, you might fix that one. Oh my God, who thought this one up? 
International Day for the Right to the Truth Concerning Gross Human Rights Violations and for the Dignity of Victims. It's, it's just got a ring to it, doesn't it? It's like, it's like someone thought that up on um, International Poetry Day. 25th of March, International Day of Remembrance of the Victims of Slavery and the Transatlantic Slave Trade. The Transatlantic Slave Trade. We'll forget about the, about the Indian Ocean Slave Trade, which was going on at the same time and is probably still going on today. International Day of Solidarity with Detained and Missing Staff Members. We've got Autism Day. We've got Mine Awareness and Mine Action. Uh, that's for mines that blow up when you step on them, not that mines that go underground and get coal, but we should have one for the coal ones as well. Uh, we've got Reflection on Genocide in Rwanda Day, but I thought we had a... Oh, God. World Health Day, Human Space Flight, Mother Earth Day. They're happy with the word mother again. Once again, they're happy with the word mother. Mother tongue, mother earth, fine. World Book and Copyright Day, English Language Day. What is an English Language Day? Malaria Day, Chernobyl Disaster, Intellectual Property Day. You had a Copyright Day. It's the same thing. Safety and Health at Work, Remembrance of Victims of Chemical Welfare, Jazz Day, World Tuna Day. What the fuck? I mean, World Migratory Bird Day. Oh. Um, UN Peacekeeper Day. There you go. A lot to do with a rapey, rapey. And it goes on. There's an international state. There's World Refugee Day, of course, on 20th of June. Just as summer goes over, it hits over in the... In the uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, so they can get really get on the boats and start getting off. And then that just after that is the Day of the Seafarer. <laughs> there's International Widows Day, but there's not International Widowers Day. Uh, what else we got? Uh, because I don't tell you, because most p- people who die in conflicts are men. Uh, International Day of Friendship. What's the fact? What's that? Uh, nuclear tests, as if they, they're still going on. Um, what I got, uh, World Ray, World Tourism Day, oh god, International Day of Older Persons, oh, it's not good, see, I don't have a day at the moment, but eventually I'm going to have an Older Persons Day, International Day of the Girl Child, (laughs) I gotta click on this, Girls Progress equals Goals Progress, what counts for girls? I can't even. And then just after it, International Day of Rural Women. Um, uh, what have we got? Oh, International Day of Commemoration, Dignity of the Victims of the Crime of Genocide, the Prevention of this Crime. That's like three or four they got on the same thing. International Mountain Day. What the, what the hell? Anyway, there you go. All international days. We don't have as men, we don't have an international day. We don't need an international day. We don't want an international day. Why? Because we are ahead of the bell curve. All right? Just from dint of being men. Take pride in the fact that you're men. Feel sorry for the poor women's around you. Feel even more sorry for the pathetic women's who need their international day to try and feel better about themselves. Unless, of course, 
unless of course it is in fact uh, the Russian women's and then young girls like Tim said turn up in short skirts knee boots uh, lots of flowers and go get shit-faced on cheap champagne and you know what happens after that so um, that's my uh, that's my little blog on um, International Women's Day um, hope you enjoyed it um, as always go check out support of the blog Captain Capitalism Aaron Clary um, and uh, I've already mentioned him but you know spread the podcast around thanks for listening don't you go changing I'm off to the gym now uh, it's deadlift day so oh god I hate deadlift day but you gotta love the deadlifts there are those who deadlift and then there's the rest of the world women don't deadlift all right catch you later